This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Nearly one month into the season and we've started as well as we could have hoped. Then along comes Norwood. This is the Blue Friday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Richard Woodard and you're tuned into the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub in Ipswich. For this week, maybe only, we are live so we want to hear from you in the comments um, and we are going the distance on YouTube as well um, but we will always be out on podcast audio available every week and joining me is my pre-match show buddy Seb Brown. Seb, we're live. Hello, mate. How you doing? It's it's good to do a live one, isn't it? We discussed it in the summer. We thought, oh, if it's a a big game, we'll do a live one here and there. And maybe it's not the biggest game, but it's been a brilliant month, so it just felt right to do a to do a live show before we round off August with hopefully a uh, a pretty impressive points tally. Let's say hi to some folks. Charlie D, good to see you, Lee, as well. Um, oh, Charlie D is half expecting a signing to be announced today. I, I guess the, the the citizens' advice that I can offer is maybe Twitter doesn't always tell the truth. Um, but who knows? It would be great, Seb, wouldn't it, if we had a live announcement to make, wouldn't it? What, what Are time you was, keeping an eye was, on it? I've got it on my phone, yeah. It was Harness 11pm, was it? On a Friday night, yeah, it was. It was a Friday night, yeah, yeah. So you, you never know. I'll keep the phone on and I'll look out for the Telegram group, group going crazy. Yeah, keep the faith, Charlie, but... Yeah, maybe not. Um, evening to Gary. Um, morning to Michael from Brisbane. Um, or, yeah, lots of chat on the old... Uh, there we go, Charlie, the Onsen 11pm special. It needs the FBL tractor. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, happy to be back on a Friday, MW. Um, so, yeah, we've, we are <laughs> emergency pod. Hopefully not Lee. Yeah, well, I mean, do we want to talk about transfer business, Seb? Should we get it out of the way? Because, yeah, a lot of Twitter murmurs um from the usual folks and as of yet nothing has happened but we've had we've got an exit haven't we free up some space do you want to talk yeah, about matt penny makes sense isn't it yeah matt penny's gone off to motherwell i think the writing was on the wall in the summer wasn't it when we brought in greg lee they kind of said when he signed that he was seen to be the backup left back option and they were going after a, a first choice and then sure enough leaf davis arrives and there's just no room for penny is there he's you know he's he's a perfectly functionable squad player left back i would say at this level he uh he wasn't the best defensively i didn't think last season he would get caught out at the far post a few times i liked him going forward he could put a decent ball in um but we saw when we used was it seven or eight different players in that left back or left wing back position last season that it was an area the club were clearly going to look at in the summer and hopefully he'll go off there he gets six months up in up in scotland hopefully he'll go up there play a few games and either win himself a longer deal or we might look to you know mutually terminate come come january they've got a couple of injuries that's why it's only a six month one i was quite surprised when i saw it wasn't a full a full one to the end of the season but they've got a couple of injuries to their regular left back jake carroll jake carroll and nathan mcginley and they're playing somebody out of position so it, it ticks a box for them. It ticks a box for us. It ticks a box for Penny and makes perfect sense all round. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in January. I suspect, given 
he's covering for injuries is unlikely to be made permanent unless he excels there. But as you say, it's 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 a sad, it's not sad's too strong a word, but clearly a very good professional footballer. Yeah, um, just not up to the level of the people who are now in those two, you know, Lee and who we quite like on the pod, don't we? But Leif Davis gets better and better, as you, as you say. So, yeah, we wish him well there. Um, and it was always going to be that way, wasn't it? 19 signings. He was one of the first ones, if I remember rightly. I think he was towards the start of the of the, of the 19 signings that came in. And some just aren't going to work out and fall by the wayside. You know, we saw your mate Scott Fraser left last year, etc., and And Joe Pickett moved on. And, oh, wow, thank you. Thank you very much. David, back at it. Thank you. Very generous. As always, David, thank you. If you email bluemondayitfc at gmail.com, we'll sort you out a mug because you've been very prolific this week. In fact, maybe two mugs. Um, so thank you, David, for that. Appreciate that. One sec. But the, oh, yeah, like I say, some of the signings were never going to work out. He's kind of fallen into that category. And, you know, come January, we'll see him move elsewhere. Potentially, he'll definitely be released. I would have thought at the end of the season, it was only a two-year deal. And, uh, and we, we wish him well. Yep, Lee's mentioning in Derby here. There was some. There's been some um, some really good articles and interviews and perspectives on um, Kieran McKenna this week, particularly the Athletic. And I, and I don't know where it is. It might be in the EADT, but McKenna was talking about in Derby played a lot at left back for yeah. Salford last season. And whilst he obviously did very well there, the intention I think is for him to be loaned out to play left centre back, isn't it? So it's an interesting angle there, and in, in terms of the um, Lee's point here about would have liked Ndaba to get matches here. He's getting matches at the same level, isn't he? League one. Um, He'll arguably have more to do as well in a, in a Burton side that are kind of shipping goals <laughs> left, right and centre. And yeah, Salford, he was played left back and even left wing back, I think, on a few occasions. So they clearly want him to go out and play, you know, 35, 40 games for the rest of the season and really look to see if he can do it at this kind of level. If he'd have stayed here, I mean, we've gone out of the Carabao Cup already, obviously. If he'd have stayed here, he would have simply just got, a, what, the Pizza Cup game against Northampton in, in, in midweek and a, another one in a month's time. And I think his development is served far better by, by moving out and playing some proper football at the same level as we're at uh, in the position of the club clearly favour him in and then we can see where we stand next summer and I think the important thing we did this time as well we got that three-year deal signed before he went away so if he yeah. does go to Burton and absolutely smashes it a la Tyree Simpson etc we've covered ourselves now with that um, with that new contract and that option so we won't see a repeat of, of previous mistakes yeah uh, in terms of other bits and pieces of news we I mean we, we would refer people to the midweek show with Ben, Dave and Joe. Excellent stuff there. Um, but they talk about Raheem Harper. They talk a- briefly about the the new Black Out third kit, which I've already pre-ordered. I um, Yeah, it's one of those, it's going to be an expensive season, isn't it? Um, but I very <laughs> yeah. much like it. And it feels like a, a kind of a shirt you can wear. I mean, most people, I, now I live back in Ipswich, it's great to see people in town walking around in Ipswich shirts and stuff like that. But this is kind of one which is a bit, nondescript where you can kind of get away with wearing it every day if you wanted to and um are you telling yourself that to justify the the three no no i don't have to justify it to myself my money my choice (laughs) so i'm very happy with my purchase albeit i did buy something else in the club shop earlier in the week which i probably wouldn't have done if i knew that there was a third kit going to be put on sale the next day so hey ho it is what it is but i'm very pleased with that um and before we start talking about barnsley so at ITFC women, um, they faced Gillingham on Sunday at the AGL Arena. Um, Gillingham, uh, I think, are up for sale at the moment. A little bit of a challenging time for them. Um, and ITFC women defeated by Portsmouth on the opening day and a couple of serious injuries to Zoe Barrett and to Kyra Robertson. I'm not sure we've heard anything more about those, so wait and see there. But another home game, and if you haven't got down to the AGL Arena yet and you know, you're off the back of the optimism and positivity of the Lionesses, then um, do get down there and give the, the Tracks Girls your support. I will be there. And hopefully we'll see plenty of you there as well. In terms of other bits and pieces, Seb, it's worth mentioning, I, I, we've said hello to lots of people. So it's great numbers. So thank you everyone for joining in. And, um, you know, this is Seb and I, this is a labour of love for us. And a lot of you have remarked on the lack of this show going down the YouTube feed. And there's lots of complicated nerdy reasons behind that um but if you enjoy this then do give us a thumbs up it nudges us up the algorithm and lets us know that you love us and we're very you know desperate for attention and all that kind of stuff but if you enjoy these and want us to do more of them then we will try to do that but we've reflected obviously that um, i think we've told a few folks um that uh, the 
pretty much generally generally is considered a podcast show rather than a video show so if you guys disagree with that and you want to show your, us your support we very much appreciate it um what else have we got there we go andy thank you for that i've got croatia even chris and we've got paris as well i think neil as well so um good to have an international fan base as well and we um yeah we will hear from you guys but let's should jump into barnes do you jump into barnsley what are we doing we're gonna barnsley. let's talk about barnsley seb um tell us about how they finished last season yeah, so an absolute nightmare season for them, wasn't it? Finished bottom of the championship on 30 points. A disastrous season because the year before they finished in the playoffs. I forgot that until I was doing the uh, the research for it. They finished fifth in the the 2021 um, season before a bit of a disaster last year. Um, and that looks even worse as well when you take into account the fact that Derby, obviously Derby finished, I think, four points above them and had that massive 21 points deduction as well. So a really, really trying season for them. They only won six games all season, th- only scored 33 goals conceded 73 uh, and that was a huge drop off from the 78 points they got the year before when they finished in the playoffs that side when it lost in the playoffs was was really broken up obviously we signed Connor Chaplin the manager Valerian Ishmael went to West Brom on I think it was like a three-year contract I guess with designs of shooting them straight back to the Premier League didn't work out for him and he was uh he was fired by West Brom I think before Christmas he didn't last very long there yeah. at all did he um he took the they, they had a guy on loan from the states from Orlando Daryl Dyke at Barnsley in that playoff season he, he went the, with he went to West Brom with yeah is he the guy who's posted today and gone viral that he's been putting dishwasher tablets in his washing machine can someone let me know in the I don't comments no as he brilliant I, I think that's know. I think that's the guy I'm not 100 percent sure right um, but let me know if I, I can. I could let me have a look through YouTube and let me make sure I get that right. But yeah, he he posted it. If it is him, he was posting a picture of he's got finished tablets. Other dishwasher tablets are available, but he was wondering why his washing machine's packed up, and it's because he's chucking in dishwasher tablets. Anyway, keep going, Seb. Sorry. <laughs> so yeah, he went to uh, to West Brom. He took Alex Mowat with him as well, the manager, when he moved on. So the, the, the bulk of that side, you know, the quality players in that side got broken up. And they got they appointed a guy called Marcus Shop on a three-year contract to replace him. It, it didn't work out. He was fired pretty... Is it is it dishwasher tablets? Viral guy, is it? Brilliant. He uh, he was fired uh, after a run of 13 games without a win. And I think it was seven defeats on the bounce. They had another caretaker manager and they bring in a guy called Poya Ashkabi uh, and they replaced him after four wins in 27 uh, at the end of the season when they were relegated so you know any club that has five managers uh, sorry four managers in a season including two caretakers is 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 banging trouble and they've um yeah complete rebuilding job there they've come back down not started amazingly very inconsistent but you would expect that from a side that's a new level with you know going through a whole kind of transition look a lot i mean they are owned by i forget his name moneyball guy is one of the ownership group there at Barnsley, isn't he? I think I believe still the case. And that doesn't feel like a functional manage managerial kind of recruitment situation there, is it? Um but I guess the stats don't lie and and maybe you you make dispassionate decisions on the basis of numbers in your spreadsheet, don't you? But Billy Bean, thank you, Neil. Yeah, I believe Billy Bean's involved still at Barnsley. But Mike Duff is the man there. Should we talk about him very briefly, Seb? Yeah, obviously a very good appointment. You know, he's he's, he's known for his time at, G- at Cheltenham. Did did superb work. He was appointed in June. Um, he was a, he joined Cheltenham in September 2018. Finished sort of 16th, I think it was in League Two the first season. Then he finishes in the playoffs in the COVID curtailed season, um, and then he wins League Two. And obviously last year he's up at our level. He beat us at. Um, uh, at Cheltenham, we drew. Was it nil nil or one one at Portman Road? And sort of, we had two games on the bounce, and we drew. We we couldn't break sides down. Um, so he took four points off us last season. Did a great job finishing fifteenth on fifty six points. So nowhere near the relegation battle. And um, yeah, he got snapped up by uh, by Barnsley in the summer. And that's a really good appointment, I think, because I think he's a really impressive manager. Yeah, I I guess jury's out a little bit on them on on him and whether that's a fit. And it might be just think? a personal okay. thing there. I'm I'm not sure. The way that he went about getting Cheltenham established in League One is not the same type of approach that I think he needs to get Barnsley out of League One back into the the Championship. And that's my only thought is whether he's a fit for the style of play that Barnsley will want to do and so See, I, you know, I saw it more as they were accepting it was a bit of a project and a bit of a more of a long-term thing rather than the instant quick fix which I guess they'd be hoping for but I think it showed a bit of awareness from the from the owners that this isn't going to be a straight bounce back it's going to require a bit of time a bit of effort so they've looked at people who've sort of you know have a track record of that and putting building blocks in place to to have real improvement a couple of seasons down the line that, that's how I saw it yeah 
Well, we'll see. I, I mean, uh, let's talk about the start they've made because I, I, and they, to, I guess, am I asking, is this just a team that's the G word keeps being used, doesn't it? It's favorite on this, on this pod, isn't it? Um, is it that, or is it a new manager getting his ideas across or is it, bit of both said to quote mr diamond yeah i think it's a bit of both isn't it very very inconsistent this year so they're currently 16th only on six points played five games won two lost three only scored four scored five goals and conceded six um that if you look at their their form table it's up and down it's lose win lose win lose win so they're very very up and down with their with with their form as you would expect though i think that the games they've won were cheltenham and bristol rovers kind of sides i guess you'd expect them to beat um if they've got any designs on challenging for the playoffs or finishing the top half of the table the sides they lost to were plymouth derby and wickham so again you know that kind of makes sense again the sides you would expect to naturally be up there are the sides they kind of kind of struggle against yeah do we let's talk about last time out because two games in a week for them they un, unlike us got through in the carabao cup <laughs> and def, and no disgrace i guess losing away at leeds is there but two goals conceded from penalties and a long ranger and wickham basically all of wickham's goals were they not from Long Wickham's range, goal of the month competition, wasn't it? There's a 50 yeah. yard goal in there as well from Gabe. It's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So it was a bit of a, yeah, a bit of a, a goal to the, uh, of the season celebration for Wickham last, last year. I think this is just where, where they're at. I mean, the game in midweek against Leeds, they made six changes. So it was kind of half and half. It was sort of half their first team at half getting minutes into, into certain legs. Mr. Norwood, who I guess we'll come on to and discuss uh, <clears throat> in due course. Um, but yeah, Duff was quite pleased with their performance against Leeds. He came out afterwards and said, you know, we did okay. They missed a penalty, so they had a chance to get themselves back on level pegging, but they, they didn't take it. And Leeds added a third in the second half. But the game against Wickham last week, I think, would have been a real, real eye-opener for them at Oakwell. You know, the, the, I guess the, they're the kind of games they would have expected to, you know, to hopefully take something from, but they just got absolutely demolished. And, and looking at the goals they conceded as well, and there is a little bit, of defensive chaos there a lot of positioning issues that i'd spotted in some of their highlights um maybe that's something for us to be focusing on Leeds got in behind them a few times as well and obviously that running is is going to be um yeah key for us we know that our, our threat is down the wide positions as well isn't it so it'll be an interesting one um on saturday um do you want to talk to us about um players coming in and we, you mentioned one obviously and we mentioned him at the start be interesting to get folks thoughts in the comments whether am i over am i overblowing the impact of our former striker or are you feeling a little bit apprehensive as well but talk to us through the um the, the other additions and seven any key departures as well perhaps yeah, so seven arrivals and ten departures. So the key ins that we've all heard of are Nicky Cadden came in from Forest Green, part of that Forest Green promotion winning side. He's a left back slash left wing back slash left left winger. Uh, six goals and twelve assists for Forest Green last season. He he pulled his calf at half time in the warm up against Wickham, so he didn't feature in midweek. And I think he's a doubt for tomorrow. Duff said it wasn't too bad, but he doesn't expect him to feature tomorrow. Uh, a couple of centre backs have come in: uh, Connor McCarthy from St Mirren and Robbie Cundy from Bristol City. Uh, Luca Connell, a defensive midfielder, has joined from Celtic. Slobodan Tedic is a, uh, a right winger slash right forward who's coming on loan from Man City, one of those perennial Man City loanees who always ends up going out. He, he, he did okay against Leeds and got a bit of praise off his manager, so I guess there's a chance he might feature against us tomorrow. And of course, Mr. Norwood uh, joined quite late in pre-season, so he's not really got up and running at Barnsley yet. He's only played just over 200 minutes in the league so far. He started against Leeds on, uh, on midweek, Wednesday night, whenever it was, played just over an hour and then got subbed, but apparently I think he had about three or four touches the ball and and didn't do great at all so i wonder if that that was a tactical sub with an eye on saturday because yeah there you go um because surely you'd look to start him in terms of departures as any club finds when they go down like we do you know your best players tend to get picked off they lost carlton morris and corley woodrow in a in a double swoop to loot and we were linked with woodrow at one point weren't we i think we were linked yeah. with him when was it when we before when murphy left as well a few years ago yes. i think yeah and then when he was I think at fulham was he at fulham before yeah i think that was it yeah and then at the start of this this kind of transfer window but they both went off to uh, to Luton and Callum Britton was the other notable one as well he went to Blackburn for a bit of money he's like a right back slash right wing back who got three assists last year he moved on to uh, uh, to Blackburn so he got himself moved further up the food chain so it is a, a transitional season with new players arriving a new manager and that explains I guess why they're so up and down yeah we've got some folk giving their views on on Norwoods um, a few people there you go Lee's he's convinced um Hopefully we'll be out of reach before he does. Yeah, consolation goal would be good, wouldn't it? Um, Charlie D's pretty confident as well. And 
Yeah, I think a big of... part of it will also depend how the crowd react to him. You know, if we're yeah. booing him and stuff, he will be so up for it. He's probably up for it already. But I, I would imagine the players will know him well enough to marshal him and not to wind him up anymore. But if he, you know, if he if he starts some of the s housery and starts getting booed, it'll just fire him up further. So uh, I'm not there tomorrow. But if if he if he starts winding up, I know it'll be difficult. But as best you can, don't don't jeer him because I think that'll really really drive him on. Yeah, agree, agree with that. We we are not good at being common sense when it comes to geeing up opposition players. Did yeah, but Will Keane against we? Wigan last year. Will Keane, great yeah. example, yeah. yeah. I was there with my head in my hands going, he's going to score from this corner, and he just and he did. Um, worth chipping in one comment, I'll see if I can find it very quickly, about another ex-Ipswich player who's making a um, a bit of a resurgence yes. is um, Luke Thomas. I can't find the question. Apologies to whoever put it. Um, but talk to us about him because he's starting to feature now, isn't he? He is, yes. Yeah. So obviously he was at Bristol Rovers last year and got a bit of tough love from Joey Barton. Obviously we had him on loan in the, the behind closed door season. He joined in the January and never got going. And obviously he had some mental health issues and left the club and and kind of had to go away and sort of almost almost find himself a little bit. But he's found a bit of a home for himself. He scored a great goal against Cheltenham. Did you see it? He kind of picks the ball up, drifts in on his left foot to the edge of the D and absolutely hammers it home. So he will be a real threat because he's in good form. He's got a goal and an assist so far this season. And he's one to look out for. He'll play in the number 10 role. We'll discuss their formation and likely line up in a minute. He'll play in that number 10 role, but he really likes to drift. If you look at his heat map, he will drift from the position all all over the pitch to pick up play. He especially likes to drift out to that uh, ride white uh, position because then he can cut inside on his left foot and that's where the goal against Cheltenham came from. So that's one to look out for and I'm pleased for him because, you know, he, he, yeah. he, did, he didn't do great us. Um, it was a, you know, a horrible time that behind closed doors, a horrible time in society in general life with all the COVID restrictions and everything. And, uh, you know, he got a bit of stick, but I think people do tend to forget that we are all human and, you know, he's gone away to a new place in probably not in the best frame of mind with, with, with COVID, etc. He said the club supported him, which is always great to hear. And I'm pleased he's found um, found a home and he's starting to do well. Hopefully, obviously not uh, uh, not not tomorrow, but we wish him well because, um, yeah, there are, there are some things more important than football, aren't there? Yeah, exactly right. And, yeah, I, I think he got a lot of goodwill. And, and at a time when all of us in society were possibly struggling with mental health and he was quite open about it. And I think yeah. that, that hopefully worked in his favour and good to see him back. Um, and we need to be alert to him. On Saturday, do you want to talk us through the formation then, Seb? Yes, there are three at the backside. More and more teams, when we do this research, are just three at the back of them these days, aren't they? It's definitely the the cyclical trend at the moment. So they play a three four one two formation. So basically the same as us, but they have two strikers up top instead of the two number tens or the two wide attacking midfielders. Bradley Collins uh, is most likely to be the, the the keeper. They'll play a back three of Mads Anderson, Robbie Cundy, and Liam Kitching. Jordan Williams and Callum Styles will be the, the full-backs because Nicky Cadden is out injured. Uh, Jordan Will- uh, sorry, Luca Cornell, the guy from Celtic, defensive midfielder. Josh Benson is a central midfielder who kind of, he'll, he'll, he'll move forward a little bit, but he won't be one who's kind of, you know, a box-to-box, getting on the end of things in the box. He'll be quite disciplined. Luke Thomas playing that roaming kind of role that we just discussed. And then up front, Devante Cole, the son of Andy, who I used to sign on uh, Football Manager, I think probably 2018-ish. He was a great buy. Yeah. Um, he'll be one of the strikers. And then it'll either be Mr. Norwood or it'll be Jack Atchison. Atchison started the last few games, but but I, I, I fully expect it to be Norwood. Atchison. What did yeah. I say? Atchison. What did H. you say? It's got an eye in it. Whatever. It's got, you wrote the script, mate. Potato, potato. I mean, I no. have to say it. You're doing it wrong. I'm, sorry. I, I expect Norwood to start. They've got some injuries. We've discussed Nicky Cadden already, obviously. They've got Herbie yeah. Kane and Michael Hellick. They've been out since the back end of last season. They're close to a return, but Duff says Saturday will probably come too early for them. They've got a striker, Leia Esika. He's, he's a high earner, though, so he's kind of frozen out the picture, and Duff expects him to move on before the end of the window. Um, so they've still got a bit of business to do in the transfer window, a few injuries. So I'd, I'd expect the lineup to be pretty much what I've just said. I expect Norwood to start. Yeah, I think you chaos rain down the chaos hammer, isn't it? Do a Ted Lasso. Um, I mean, looking through that team, Seb, I, I'm aware of Robbie Cundy. I'm aware of Luca Cornell. I'm aware of the strikers and Luke Thomas. Not too many familiar names there, I guess, for the for the neutral or you know maybe most of fans heading to the game tomorrow is. Is that anything we want to reflect on or is that just our lack of awareness maybe? 
Well, we've not played them for so long, to be fair, have we? I mean, we've been at it for three years now. We kind of play the same teams over and over. We've not played Barnsley since the 17-18 season. And the last time we played them at Portman Road, do you know the significance of that? We won 1-0 in April 2018. Do you know what the significance of that game was? Actually, there's two bits of significance from that game. April 2018. Do you want to ask the comment? Let's ask the folks watching live. See if, um, the, if the folks, yeah, there's there's one major one and there's a, a bit of a jokey one. So yeah, that was quite a significant game for a couple of reasons, but we've not played. There you go. Neil's got in there straight off the bat. Straight right away. On, it was the the table thump. I'm not, I don't have to listen to this anymore and the, and the walkout. And the jokey one was the appearance of Barry Cotter who yes. had 45, was it 45 minutes of, you know, Cafu, Prime. 60 yeah, minutes, prime. and then he got he, subbed, and then wasn't the sub booed, and that's, that's why it. Mick quit. Yeah. And that's why Mick yeah, threw his toys out the pram. But um, yeah, he was phenomenal for... Yeah, yeah. I, I thought we had an absolute diamond there. And then uh, did we ever see him again? I think he played... Did he play in the... He played in the cup against Peterborough the first year down he might have oh he really struggled he was subbed at half time wasn't he but yeah I, I, th- I thought we'd seen a player that night that we were going to see more and more of in the future but 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 no but no because we've not played them for so long that's why I think quite a few names are, are so unfamiliar to us they've had the best players plucked away we took Chaplin West Bromwich Albion took a fair few and this is just where they are as a club at the moment yeah and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Do you want to start talking about us and do you have any other questions to ask to the folks watching live? Any, I, We were going to do a little a real-time polling, but I don't think we can make that work because you, you have to be on two devices at the same time. So what are your questions for the good folk of YouTube here? I have no idea. That's... Am I supposed to have something scripted here? Well, who's... I'll, I'll ask well, first off, do we think Norwood will score? Is the consensus in the in the in the chat that James Norwood will score? And we'll come on to ourselves. I guess the the big talking point after last week, we disagreed on the on the flagship show about it. Who starts up front for Town tomorrow? Is it going to be Tyrese John Jules or is it going to be Freddie Ladapo? I guess they're the two big the two big contentious issues. Obviously, Ball is uh, is back. I expect him probably to be on the bench with a view of starting against Northampton on Tuesday night. But at least we'll have a bit of um, central midfield cover because we've not had any for the last few games, have we? Um, Burns is a late fitness call. I wouldn't risk him personally, would you? Vincent Young did fine against Shrewsbury. I think we've kind of proven that we don't need him um, as as much as we did last season. Now we've got that left-hand side kind of you know fully functioning. So if there's any doubts about Burns, I'd give him another week off and then look with those games against Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth coming up on the horizon to get him back up to full fitness for those. But the big talking point, yeah, Tyrese John-Jules or Freddie Ladapo and Cameron Burgess or George Edmondson coming back in. Let us know what you think in the chat. Uh, I know you at Freddie Ladapo as well. I mean, maybe he, he might feature too. Um, or Caden Jackson. I said Freddie Ladapo. 
Yeah, but you're saying you're is, is this the new Backinson Bakinson debate? Well, the one the one I was right about. Yeah, pretty, I'm pretty certain right. I'm right about this one. Is it okay? All right. Well, Freddie Ladapo. Is it, it Ladapo or is it Ladapo? I'm just I'm, type I'm, write it out in the in the comments. Brilliant. <laughs> we'll ask him. We'll ask him. Do some phonetic spelling for Seb and his feeble exactly brain. Exactly right. Yeah. I, lot I think he'll start, I think it's harsh to go. drop John Jules personally. Yeah. JJ. JJ. Ladapo. Ladapo. JJ, and I was I was go. looking at the heat maps of the three centre backs in the games they won. The centre-backs were quite deep, so that would suggest a better game for John Jules, a la Shrewsbury, where he'll drop deep, pick, pick, pick the ball up, and look to kind of make things happen. In the games they, they lost, the centre-backs naturally drifted up the pitch, um, which would be a better game for Ladapo or Ladepo, however you're saying it. Um, so I think they will go more cautious, and having learned their lesson, we might see a kind of a, an organised back three sitting just in front of the area, in which case I'd definitely play John Jules to drop deep and really look to link up with the likes of Chaplin Harness and the two full-backs. It worked last week, didn't it? Certainly. Yeah. A uh, lot of support for Edmondson, which I don't think is a particular surprise. But we are split tonight on um, Ladapo or John Jules. Um, not surprising, actually, because I think a lot of us are trying to preempt the kind of questions that Kieran McKenna will be asking um, and, and tactical decisions that he's going to be making. Um, Neil's very fair that Burgess has been very good when called upon, hasn't he? Um, totally agree. But I think a lot I just, of players, I just think yeah. I just think at home, Edmondson gives you that little bit more. You know, at home you're going to want to look to dictate the play, build from the back, and at least with Edmondson, don't get me wrong, Burgess moved the ball quicker last weekend. The big left-footed switch to KVY worked a few times on the wing, but I just think Edmondson gives you that you know that kind of more natural composure on the ball, and hopefully um, we'll, we'll look to add in a different dimension to it. Interestingly, as well, I think you know Norwood, if he does play, would probably look to spin. Uh, Burgess on halfway almost immediately and getting booked and then try and you know focus on him for the rest of the game I think Edmondson's that little bit more cooler maybe maybe reads the game a little bit better and therefore him and Wolfenden against Norwood I'd be much more confident on I think interesting I'm not sure I'd necessarily concur with that one but I would still start Edmondson um, and I'd be starting Ladapo because I, I I like the what we've done previously of essentially Ladapo just ties out their back line to the point where you can bring on a Jackson or a John Jules. But I also totally understand, you know, if we borrow the kind of, was it a Lambertism or a Cookism? It's possibly a Cookism, isn't it? The shirt is his. I think you might have said that on the flagship. So he's obviously got, you know, possession of the shirt from by virtue of having such a good game last week and scoring. I just think McKenna might go for Ladapo because of his physical presence, which I don't think John Jules has. But either way, I think we're pretty clear that those would be the only question marks. Did you give me a, um, if your view is that Burns won't be ready, have you given me a replacement at right wing back for Burns? I'd keep Vincent Young. I thought he grew okay. into the game last week. First half, he struggled a bit and wasn't really getting out there. He had that great moment in the sixth minute with the, the penalty shout. So, you know, he, he, he got forward well on that occasion. And I think he grew into the game. And I think he is the natural replacement for Burns. You know, Edwards has played there, but I don't think he's fit. I guess he'll get some minutes against Northampton in the Pizza Cup on Tuesday. But for me, I'd be keeping Vincent Young there. Okay. Quite like to see Edwards there, maybe start. But I think you'll probably be right. Um, if, uh, yeah, if there's, if Burns is 90%, do you chuck him in? Or are you kind of, we don't nope. have to anymore? I wouldn't. I, I'd know. I'd manage him carefully. We saw last year, you know, how, how, how crucial he was and we were really reliant. I think we rushed him back a few times. This year, we don't need to do that. And with the games on the horizon, like I said a minute ago, with Sheffield Wednesday and Plymouth back-to-back weekends, you know, if there's any doubt at all, give him the week off. He only started training today, McKenna said. So give him a full week of training and then, yeah, totally agree with Neil. Give him a full week of training and then maybe look to bring him back in against um, Accrington uh, next weekend. Me and David agree there. David, I did see your message about merch, by the way. Um, I think where our merch comes from, um, it might not be an issue, actually. I don't think it is dispatched from the United Kingdom. So it might be that the situation you were worried about isn't necessarily the case. But by all means, ping the email to us and we'll try and sort something out um, and we'll see what happens. Keep your comments coming in. What we'll do is we'll come back and finish off by talking about Ipswich Barnsley. We obviously want some predictions. We want certainly teams um, and all that kind of stuff. Um, But first off, Seven I will do our predictions along with the rest of League One. Do you want to um, 
tell the boys and girls how last week went for you and you're so smug. Look how look how smug and happy you are. I hate this feature. It's rubbish. I spent loads of time last week prepping this, so I used logic and science and recent form to come science. up with my, what my science predictions. Did you use? The science of winning runs, etc. Um, and I yeah, I did all that stuff. It took me about an hour to go through it all. I think before the live show, and then Ben just sat there and went one uh, nil, two uh, two. And he, he jokingly, I joked, screw you over and say seven fives to everybody. He did it on one score. He went, oh, I'll say Peterborough four nil. And look, the one game that comes off and you get three points was that one. So, nah, this feature's rubbish. Bring back Room 101 or um, whatever the other thing we did last year was. Uh, bring one of those two things back. Nah, not, okay. not for me. <laughs> no, <laughs> not prepared. We're not prepared for that one. We are prepared for this, even though... Might be less less scientific this week. Scientific. Yeah, thank you to Ben um, for my three points there. Um, and essentially, yeah, gives me a, gives the host. We, we, I've deliberately made it host and contributor because maybe it disassociating from me will make you feel less bad about being so crap at it. Um, so the host is... You need with, to do another one of me versus you because then I save... Week one, where Dave had a nightmare, and also last week is irrelevant, and you don't get Ben's points. So I call for we can a, do that a, if you want. A third, yeah, a third table. I still don't think you. And then when that doesn't work, I'll, I'll think of something else and call. The contributor hasn't beaten the host yet. Fourth table or something. I don't know. So I, yeah, whatever metric you want to find, that's fine. But overall, there's an eleven point gap and a three round. Yeah. Let's focus on the positive. There's another game week to predict, Seb. So here we go. Um, we want to hear from you in the comments as well if you've got any predictions for these as well. Um, whether you want to use science or not. Um, FBI Tractor Queries, whether you used a Bunsen burner, Seb. <laughs> when I say science, I, yeah, I mean, I just simply looked at, you know, shots on target and possession. Statistics. Statistics. That's, yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's a much better word to use. Yeah. Another Replace the word science with the Along with shit like your predictions are. Uh, right. Let's crack on. Um, Telegram have given us um, their sense of things as well. Um, we are going for a draw act in Exeter. Not huge amounts to discuss there. I think probably Exeter's fine form is negated by Accrington's home form, right? Yeah, I went for a for, for a one. Actually, are unbeaten, aren't they? And we're going there next weekend, obviously. Oh. So, unbeaten in the league. So three draw, uh, three three draws and a win because their game at Forest Green was called off. Exeter a bit hit and miss. Drawn one, lost one, lost. So I've gone for a fairly easy one all there. Bristol Rovers are a team we like, and I think we've we're probably not particularly comfortable with. Well, not that we need to be comfortable, but not particularly confident with Shrewsbury's form after seeing them last week. They didn't really turn up today and Steve Cotter are not particularly happy either so pretty easy one to predict was it? I think so yeah I mean they they never got going against us at all did they 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 were knackered after the derby result in in midweek Cottrell came out afterwards and said you know they're just much better than us in all aspects of the game so I'd expect Bristol Rovers with their with their decent start to, to win that one and they're doing okay I wouldn't be surprised they're finishing the top half of the table to be honest Bristol Rovers yeah fair shout and um, we also think similarly about Cambridge and Burton Burton, yeah, Burton didn't the boys, aren't let they, you they? down. Let you both down last week. I thought. I thought all of us were thinking that Burton were going to go on a bit of a run after a pretty confidence-boosting, albeit a defeat against us. But no shows last week. Yeah, I thought we'd seen enough in that in that defeat to us to so say they might, you know, start to get themselves out of trouble. But but it didn't happen, did it? And I can only see, you know, Cambridge are, uh, are pretty strong at home and they're, they're doing okay this season. One, two, drawn, one, lost, two. I think it is. Um, so yeah, I think they'll win that one fairly comfortably. Derby Peterborough is a tricky one to predict. Derby, you got you got Cheltenham Oxford first. Cheltenham Oxford, um, sorry, yeah. Uh, what I do think you Oxford say about will get that? up and running. You've gone for a draw. I think Oxford will get up and running there with a win because they've started really badly. So yeah, Cheltenham on, up and running on a bit of a bad run, aren't they? But again, home form there. I'm not massively convinced Oxford are particularly functional yet. Um, sorry, Derby Peterborough. You're, I think Peterborough are you is Peterborough won't score. Yeah, well, I kind of. Th- think Derby are secretly pretty good but can't score too many goals can they I think they might cancel each other out that's why okay now I've gone for Peter to continue their fine form I've gone for a 2-1 win uh lost... kind of agrees with me but yeah. yeah they lost to they lost to um was it Sheffield Wednesday Peter lost to a couple of games ago um but other than that you know second in the league started in really really imperious form so I, I think they'll win that one yeah I don't think that's a Bad call. The blue tinted spectacles are on. We're predicting along with Telegram with a 90% confidence a home win. But I've seen some stuff in the chat about this. I'm not convinced it's going to be a, an easy 
a canter in in the, in the sun on Saturday. You are see. More I thought that last week. Me and Ben did this show last Thursday, and I was kind of thinking a point wouldn't be a bad result, and we were just so dominant and took them apart that I am fully confident in McKenna. I trust, and I'm going to go for a three-one, and the one being Mr. Norwood. Uh, Lincoln Fleetwood. Yeah, I mean these are two teams that are really difficult to predict. So I kind of. Lots of draws. Kind of yeah, Lincoln had drawn the last three. Uh, Fleetwood have drawn the first three, so I, the, the draw was the easy win there. So that's the science that I used. And we both think MK Dons are improving. Well, yeah, they have to get going at some point. Morecambe haven't won yet, have they? they um, they're, they're winless, and MK Dons surely will get themselves up and running. So I think it'll be tight, but yeah, I've, I've, I've gone for an MK Dons win. Plymouth Bolton, another one of these top six teams playing each other rounds. Um, and yeah, you've gone for a draw. I have, yeah. Plymouth are strong at home, but Bolton are a side I really, really like. So I've gone for a, a share of the spoils there. What did you go for? I went for a one-nil Plymouth win. I just okay. think that home form is strong for Plymouth. Yeah. Um, Bolton have got yeah a couple of draws in there. They're not as they lose last week. Plymouth. No, Bolton. Uh, I think they, they did, didn't they? Sheffield Wednesday at one point. Yeah, that was last week. So there you go. There's my thoughts there. Port Vale, Portsmouth, all the P's. Got to be Portsmouth. They started Away so wins. well. They scored so many goals. They're the, I think they're still the league's top scorers, aren't they? And yeah, that'd be comfortable for them, I would have thought. Port Vale, not too bad. That's what I've got them scoring. But I, th- I think it'll be tighter than the 3-0 you're predicting there. But I, they'll score goals, won't they, Pompey? Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Forest Green, pretty straightforward. I think we, I think we all expected Forest Green to be doing better. But since the opening day, they've... Struggled, haven't they? Yeah, and obviously their game against Ackerton was called off, so they're a game behind. Um, but Sheffield Wednesday will be strong at home. They're starting to click a little bit. They had that bit of a blip, didn't they? But they bounced back impressively, and they're starting to click, and they'll win that one. They've just signed... Um, uh, who went there this week? Malik. Uh, I can't think of the surname, but another another decent Wilkes. signing for them. That's it. Yeah, another decent signing for them this week. Yep. And then Wickham Charlton. I've gone for a 1-0. Um, obviously, they, they were on all four on a form. Was it three losses on the bounce before they beat Barnsley last weekend? So I think they'll win that one. Yeah, Charlton, I, I, I think we may be underestimating Charlton a little bit. I know Ben was positive on them, but yeah, home form for Wickham, I think, and a narrow victory. I think we're pretty You just hope there. Scott Fraser is going to do something. I, yes, I st- still miss Scott Fraser. Let it, let it go. Let Move it on. go, man. Move on. So there you go. Um, I think Telegram thinks a little bit differently on some of them, but generally I think there's consensus there. Cheltenham Oxford, there's a bit of a split there. Um, What's Derby, the home banker this week? We discussed last time the home banker was uh, the Peterborough result. Oh, it's Sheffield us this Wednesday. week. No, well, no, it's us, 90%. I kind of discount us because I think it's blue-tinted spectacles. But Okay, all right. 2% Sheffield down. Wednesday, then 88% Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, followed by Cambridge Burton. All right, fair enough. We'll see see what comes in next week, and then we won't do it after that, I reckon. If, if we get any further <laughs> away, we'll just call the feature off. We'll see. I'm just checking. the. Um, we've got some predictions for the Ipswich game. So I'll put those up. 3-1. We've got matching to you. Chaplin to score against his old club. Ladapo to score for his first. That would be good, wouldn't it? Another 3-1. Um, so a defender to score the, after a short corner. The people, so I'm not sure about that. <laughs> David. 1-1. One, one, I assume that's our game, David. Let us know if that's um, that's another game you're predicting there. Um, Torben's going for a 2-1. Lee's going for a 1-0. Um, does anybody care about the other game? Just asking. Oh, it's a feature, eh? We need to show deference to the rest of the league we need to um enlighten ourselves with how things are going so um all feedback welcome but i think i think it's always interesting to see what's going on isn't there um neil's going for a three nil i've gone for a four two seems like do a you think we're getting overconfident do you think oh i'm, I'm predicting a one nil well you're not no you never do we'll be cross we'll be six points clear at the last day of the season you'll be still be thinking something will go wrong i'm not in a but, predict- uh, i'm not in a charm promotion or anything like that yeah <laughs> If we score early, though, if we can score in, like we did against MK, you know, I know that was after, was it four or five minutes? If we can score in the first 10 minutes, I've got no reason why it couldn't be a, you know, a, 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 a 3 nil or whatever. David's done another super chat. Thank you, David. Um, do email us and we'll sort something out because you have been more than generous the last few weeks. So we do appreciate that. We, we appreciate everyone as well. So you, if you want to donate via super chat um, or any other route that we, um, um, share on the website, bloomondayitfc.co.uk is up there. You can see that. Lots of details there. Actually, the, the kind of key ways that you can support us are 
those thumbs up as much as you hear us talk about those those do make a difference on youtube in particular why not leave us a, a review ideally a five-star review on your podcast app of choice um and if you are so motivated um it's tis the season for the football content awards if you want to vote for us um for best podcast football league um you can do that via um their website or i think it's the underscore fcas is the twitter account um so um that, that is great support as well but um thank you to everyone who um, financially supports us or just listens and contributes you know and um, we appreciate that and we appreciate folk on the old telegram as well seb do you want to um, do the weekly run of saying how great we how much we love telegram yeah it's brilliant um it's growing it all brilliant. Uh, it's growing week after week the match day chats is, is absolutely superb i'm not there tomorrow but i really look forward to seeing everybody's pictures from the greyhound pictures from the ground you know it's a it's a great little community come and get involved and there's no dickheads like there are on twitter there you go chuck some naughty words in tonight haven't we that's uh we've got a special live show and we're starting to act up um Someone has mentioned the background that you've got there, Seb, and, I, and now I can't find the chat. Apologies to whoever that was. Do you want to talk to us about that? It is my lovely new Blue Monday hoodie. Yeah. Right. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, I think it was. It's lovely. Um, you know, the quality is really, really good. It's the old-fashioned Blue Monday logo dead in the middle. It's got a grey sort of hoodie lining and grey toggle strings, and it's a really nice piece of kit, and it's not lovely and warm as well. And be honest, given today's news with the uh, energy prices, it's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than sticking on your, your heating soon, isn't it? Can't so believe you went there, man. Can't I strongly encourage everyone to go and have a look at the merch store. There's some really good stuff on there. And that's a really, really nice hoodie. I was, I was surprised. My missus has already eyed it up. She um, she says that she's going to be having that, unfortunately. There you go. Yep. BlueMondayRTC.co.uk, our website, links to everything you need, um, and including the merch store, and including Telegram, and including everything else so um yeah there's there's the end of the plugs um should we do the outro on the predictions and then we'll finish things off yeah why not uh, now's the time to uh, if you want shout outs or anything like that or any other predictions team lineup stuff get that in the chat and we will come to that um before we sign off two bits of um housekeeping obviously this um show is brought to you um in partnership with our friends at the greyhound obviously a home game on saturday so do head to the greyhound pre-match um the pre-match um atmosphere there cannot be beat and at 2 p.m when the teams are revealed um russell osmond will be reading the teams out and he will be questioned about said teams by blue monday's own david diamond so if you want to see the Anton deck of I don't know pre match pubness head to the Greyhound and and check out um, Osman and Diamond. It feels like a eighties cop show, doesn't it? It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also need to mention as well. I know it's been tweeted a lot, and um, there'll be a minute's applause um, at, during the game against Barnes when the clock hits ten minutes. Do you remember Lily and Alan who sadly passed away just ten weeks old? Um, so Barnsley have tweeted that. Lots of people are tweeting that. We mentioned it as well. So, yeah, 10-minute mark there, minutes applause. And, and um, yeah, um, remember, um, yeah, really sad situation there. So hopefully um, we can give everyone our support, their family and friends, um, during that moment there. Um, finally, Seb, let's um, wrap things up. Lots of good stuff in the chat. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, as always. We do appreciate that. Um, mentioned it before, but do give us a thumbs up. Do give us a subscribe. It just helps reinforce that there is love for the pre-match show and all of Seb's hard work is worth it, albeit the science behind the predictions needs work, doesn't it? Um, what else have we got in the chat as we finish things off? Uh, we've got a 2-1, Chaplin Morsey, Norwood goal, red card. A lot of folk <laughs> predicting a red card, Seb, for Norwood. I, I don't think he will. I, I think if he scores, uh, he will do the. If, if he's at the North Stand end, I'd imagine the cup is to the North Stand because obviously he had a bit of a bit of a falling out with the fan base. But hopefully, we'll we'll marshal him well and he won't get too wound up. Ideally, he starts. He doesn't do anything. He has four touches like he did against Leeds, and he gets hooked on the uh, on the hour mark to some some kind of jeers. That's kind of the dream scenario, I guess. But we'll see. Yeah, we respect all of our ex-players, don't we? Charlie D is helping me out here. Remember, Rich, no amount of anxiety can affect the outcome of an event. He's predicting it too. And I, I disagree, Charlie. I've, my, my mental well-being and my the power of my thoughts definitely influence things. What socks I wear, you know, what, what time I walk into the greyhound. All of these things matter. No, they don't. You're quite right. Um, a lot of folk checking on um, bits. Um, I'm not sure 
how he is, but we'll check in on him. He's, he's got back issues, isn't he? So um, yeah. if you're watching bits um, or your um, get well soon and all that kind of stuff, um, Neil, thank you for, um, there you go. Telegram is amazing. People disagree without being anonymous morons. Yeah, we discussion and different opinions are very much welcome, aren't they? Um, thank you, Skip, as well. We've got 2-0. Um, HCH is still going for Mikey. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, Mikey's lovely. He's, um, Mikey will be back for the flagship. He's doing the flagship. Show. Yeah, he's hosting there the flagship. Yeah. So um, you can give him your feedback live 8 p.m. on Sunday night, as always. Um, Mikey Pensiesmith and the host chair for that one. Um, great to have an ITFC legend read out the teams. Who's this Russell Osman guy says FBI tractor? Well, exactly right. There you go. Um, Seabass, good to see you as always. One of the pre-match regulars. Lee Long of the pre-match show. Thank you for that. It's David Bergen's reasserted his 1-1. Um, Michael, great show. Want to try not to shout the screen and serve the cats. Yeah, we do worry about the cats as always. Um there you go. Russell and Diamond sounds like an iffy 80s breakfast TV show, says Gary. <laughs> exactly right. Lovely to have the um, Friday night show back. Yeah, well done, Seb. Good stuff. We've got 3 1. And we've got Mikey in from the cold. There you go. Excellent stuff. Seb, anything, bef- any parting words before we say goodbye? No, no, just everyone enjoy it tomorrow, obviously. Have whoa, a great... whoa, 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 whoa. Right. Oh, sorry. Is there... Oh, is Wait, that the like... outro? Right. Every time I say to you, is there anything you want to say before we say goodbye? You always say no, and then you say something. So why don't you just say yes? That's how I roll. All, after all these years, I still... Ask, ask me again then. I'll get it right yeah. this time. Hey, Seb, um, thanks for all of your hard work as always. Do you have anything to say before we sign off? No. Okay, good. Excellent. <laughs> no, surely you do. No, yeah, everyone have a great time tomorrow. It's, it could be a near-perfect month if we can get the win. <sighs> One month done in the season, and we, we, we will set ourselves up absolutely amazingly. Get to the Greyhounds beforehand to see Mr. Diamond and Mr. Osman read the team sheet. Uh, have a great time, everybody. And as always, come on, you blues. Yep. Good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Do give us a thumbs up. I'll let Seb. Oh, there you go. The standard reward of stuff, guys. Um, I'm, I'm padding, Seb, because I haven't got the. Uh, this is live, folks. I haven't got the outro ready. Do you want to do your thing again? Do your sign off again, Seb. There you go. Have a great time, everyone, tomorrow. A cracking end to the month, hopefully. Get to the Greyhound and come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.